Catch Up With Cat. Hello and welcome to Catch Up With Cat with me, Cat Harvey. The little show hoping to make a big difference with fun chat and helpful advice. Every Tuesday morning we've been looking at the NHS Couch to 5K programme with PT Robin Haggart and our willing volunteer Craig Donald who's an engineer that previously hasn't run since cross country at school. Hello Robin, are you with us this morning? I am, good morning. Excellent, sounding perky and hello Craig, you've come back for more. Yeah, I'm going for punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? This always pleases and surprises me in equal measure that you turn up. So (laughs) are you you hanging in there? Are you doing okay? (laughs) Doing fine. Yeah, yeah. Doing all right. So you've just done week three for us. How did you get on with that? Uh, Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Well, did the three times for it and even kind of got myself going, got on the exercise bike as well. A couple of nights in between. So... Yeah, it's kind of a bit of a, a health kick, as you would say. So, yeah, it's been fine. So you're ramping it up then? It sounds like you're actually almost enjoying it now. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even go that far, but yeah, it's been it's fine. <laughs> Just a bit of exercise, so. See, when you're doing the running bit, because that was the bit that you were kind of most worried about, you know, actually starting to run. Um, how are you feeling when you're in the sections that you're doing your little running bursts? Better than like the first few times, but yeah, kind of not, not to be like panting for breath and feel like I'm going to pass out. But yeah, it seems to be breathing a lot easier and not so much pain. And yeah, it's getting good, yeah. But even in the space of that three weeks, you've noticed a tiny little bit of progress. Yeah, a bit of progress, just like I'm seeing even in my own health, just can be out doing the run and everything. I'm not like gasping for air all the time and yeah, I just feel a bit better myself. So yeah, it's good. And what are your friends and family been saying to you this week then? Most of them are all like, oh, I don't believe you're doing it, don't believe you're doing it. But yeah, he's <laughs> quite happy, kind of sticking with it. One of my other chums, he's quite interested in doing it as well. Uh, my daughter Emily, her and a lot of her chums now, we're all looking at a WhatsApp group and they're all out doing like a pedometer challenge daily with all their friends. So the dogs like get 50,000 steps. So they're out walking the dogs all the time. So yeah, it's good for everybody, I think so. Right, my, my wee ears pricked up there, though. You have a friend that says he wants to start as well. Can you recruit him? Can we get him for next week? <laughs> uh, well, if I give him a shout, I think he'd probably be up for it. He's kind of the same as me, not very willing to go out and make a go of it, but something just to G up, as you would say. So I, yeah, I'll get in touch with him. Hopefully give him a shout and see what he says. So, but... OK, Craig, n- name and shame him. What's his name? It's uh, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, as Bobby in, Brown. like... Not, no, not the music guy. <laughs> Total opposite. I was like, well, we'll get celebrities <laughs> doing the Couch to 5K and everything. Robin, Robin, it sounds like we might have a new recruit. How exciting. Yeah. Well, the first bit of information I'd give to him is not to run a 5K in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyone that didn't catch our first episode of this... Craig had a, a slight app mis- misfunction, sorry, an app malfunction and um, ran the whole thing in day one and ended up being very, very sore. Top advice, Robin. Basically, what is the couch to 5K then so that his pal will know exactly what he's let himself in for? So it's progression um, over week by week, um, over nine weeks, again, just to overall get you running towards the 5K. Um, obviously we're going into week four but weeks one, two and three you're just gradually or your friend is going to gradually just increase the running and decrease the walking which I'm sure you can let him know how you've been getting on So Robin, what lies ahead for Craig in week four then? What does that entail? 
So for week four, uh, again, you've got three runs in week four. You're going to begin, as you say, we, all, we always say this at the start, just <laughs> make the warm up, five minute warm up. You know now how important these warm ups are because you're hopefully not as sore. And yep. then you have three minutes of running, one and a half minutes of walking, and then you've got five minutes of running, two and a half minutes of walking, and then you're going back to that three minutes of running and five and a half minutes of walking. Yeah. So you have quite a lot of running this week and not a lot of walking. Believe it or not, do you know what, Craig? I actually think you might do this, and that surprises me because having talked to you in week one, I thought there was no chance. <laughs> Robin, he's got potential, doesn't he? He has, from week one to where we are now. We didn't think we'd get you this far, but you're doing well. And Robin, have you noticed people being more aware of their fitness at the moment? You know, they're in lockdown and they're just trying to do a wee bit more than they would normally do? I actually have, to be quite honest. When I know myself, when I'm out walking, the amount of people that are running is it's it's insane there is a lot of people out we're creating our very own athlete in Craig Donald um, <laughs> who's bringing Bobby Brown to the equation next week this I cannot wait to hear <laughs> Craig good luck with that one I will catch up with you next Tuesday and Robin thanks for joining us once again and don't forget you can get full details on the NHS Couch to 5k at the website nhsinform.scot guys thank you so much good luck Craig I love hearing stories from all over Scotland about people determined to make a difference in these challenging times. Now, my next guests very much fit that bill. Joining me for a wee catch-up is drama teacher Leon Hay and her daughter Maria. Hello, girls. How are you getting on? You're great, aren't we? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> amazing? Oh, that's the positive spirit that we want to hear. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, good. That's getting even better. Now, Leon... Tell us all about your amazing daughter and why she's been making so many people smile right now. Oh, well, um, <laughs> well, probably start with her um, rendition of uh, Over the Rainbow. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a little bit of a backstory to that where um, Maria had sadly taken ill about a year ago um, and she had an autoimmune reaction just to the common cold. So she ended up spending a lot of time in hospital. So... Um, she was cared for very well um, at Cross House and also in Glasgow. So I think when this kind of um, the coronavirus had came about, um, she wanted to first of all make the first minister smile because she thought she had a, a hard job, which I agree. Um, second, <laughs> it's a tricky job, right enough. Yeah. Yep, I think it's getting a wee bit harder. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, and then second of all, she wanted to make the people of the NHS smile just because she knew how hard they'd work with her. So that's oh. kind of the, the backstory, isn't it, Maria? Yeah. Now, Maria, did you actually send this to Nicola Sturgeon? Did she hear your copy? Um, yeah. And what did she say? Did she like it? Yeah, she absolutely loved that. She put it on Twister and YouTube. <gasps> well, I've got a little clip of it right now to play everybody, and this is Maria singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Beautiful, Maria. Why did you want to do that? Was it to say thank you to all the lovely nurses? Yes. And did they look after you well? What were they like with you? Um, they were very, very, very nice to me and they 
the empathy tree helped me a lot and they put this big needle in my arm to try and help me feel better mm-hmm. to test my blood. Oh, that's so sweet. And I know that you've been very, very busy. So not only do you sing, you've been writing poems as well. Tell me about your lockdown poem. What was, where did the idea for that one come from? I was doing stuff in the house and I was doing my schoolwork and then the teacher told us to do a poem and write our own poem. So I wrote my, I wrote my own poem, which was that one. I got a little bit of help with my mum to find the words. Do you think it's really important that kids get this creative outlet, Leon, and they can put their feelings oh, into yeah, words? I think, um, absolutely. I think it's really important for kids to be able to, you know, express themselves whatever way. Some people are, I mean, great at drawing. Unfortunately, that's not me. <laughs> However, through the medium of music, <laughs> poetry, drama, all these things I think are excellent for kids because it's such an unusual time. Maria, would you like to introduce your lockdown poem and we can play a little clip of that as well? Hi, I am Maria Hay and I would like to introduce my lockdown poem. This lockdown isn't really bad. I've got to stay with my mum and dad. I've learned to make some scrambled egg and paint my little summer shed. I miss my granny's cuddles and the lovely chocolate drinks. I miss her jokes and laughter and playing at her home. I miss her face beside me instead of the phone. I know that I am lucky and I am blessed in many ways. I hope it won't be too long for me to go and play. That is fantastic, Maria. Do you enjoy doing this? Is this good fun? Yeah, it's been really fun. Now, Maria, a wee birdie tells me that you've written a poem about this show. Is that right? Yes. Yes, and would you perform it live on the show? Yes, it's called Catch Up With Cat. <laughs> I love it already. I absolutely love it already. Right, okay. Here is Maria Hay with Catch Up With Cat. Off you go. Catch Up With Cat is amazing. Sharing my poem and song. <laughs> I'm so pleased that Cat has me on here. My friends can't believe that I'm on. Cat's helpful and spreads love to others. The lockdown has kept us indoors. A Catch Up With Cat will bring sunshine. Tune in all this week for some more. Yay! <laughs> I can honestly say, Maria, nobody has ever written a poem for me before, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. That was absolutely lovely. Now, keep making everybody smile. Will you do that? Yes. Yes. Well, you've got a real talent, so thank you so much, Maria and Leon, for joining me for a wee catch-up today. Thank you. Catch-up with Cat. We're in this together. Don't forget, if you want any advice on creating routine fitness, nutrition, coping with stress or improving sleep, check out the website clearyourhead.scot Catch up with Kat Joining me for a catch up this afternoon is children's author Debbie Leori and creator of Bookbug Hiya Debbie, thanks for joining me How are you getting on today? I'm doing good, yeah For those of us not familiar with Bookbug tell us all about it Oh, where to begin? Um, <laughs> the start! It's a book story. <laughs> That'd be a good place. Yeah, so yeah, it's my um, our book bug is a sort of non-gender specific little critter. Um, but I actually always think of book bug as my sixth child um, because, uh, yeah, well, I just do. I suppose because I... I um, sort of conceived him, if that's the right word. That's probably <laughs> so you right do have word. five proper children that are real life human beings. And I do. I do yeah, okay. Indeed. Right, just to clarify that. That's cool, right? Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> it, it, it's good to clarify that. Um, he, uh, I sort of came up with the idea for him in a hotel room in Newcastle ten years ago. On at well, at the behest of Scottish Book Trust, who'd got in touch with me and said we'd like you to come up with our sort of mascot to um, sort of, well, just um, typify what Scottish Book Trust is about. Um, our, and they, they were thinking of putting together a book gifting scheme. Which um, is now the, what we have as as the book bug scheme, but way back then, what they wanted was a sort of logo or a masthead, as they called it, that would be friendly, accessible, um, approachable for small children, and would in some way indicate what um, what Scottish Book Trust were trying to do. And it's a, it's a wonderful way for families to join together, isn't it, with the fun? Um, because with this book bug celebration this week because it is your 10th anniversary. Congratulations on that. You're doing lots of different activities, aren't you? Including learning how to draw some things. Um, I've, with with the assistance of, of Book Trust, um, we've put together sort of five short films, no, six, um, which were to sort of celebrate or are to celebrate Bookbug's 10th birthday. And because there had been a, a huge plan to have lots of live events um, that, you know, sort of lots of parents and children could turn up at, and because now none of this is possible, um, we came up with an idea of doing doing this online, but it couldn't be the same as as you know, had been planned, obviously. And I thought it would be quite good fun rather than having a birthday party for a book bug, which had been the sort of original intention. I thought it'd be quite good fun to have a midnight feast because that's <laughs> something that I do remember. I love this I, I can hear parents all over Scotland now going, no! <laughs> I know. And they shall curse my name. Well, never mind. <laughs> So it is that, that sort of slightly illicit, you know, midnight feast thing, which doesn't have to take place at midnight, but uh, yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy lady in a good way. Uh, I think it sounds oh, like yeah. a lot of fun. And and why do you think that reading and sharing stories is such a good way to support your children right now? Well, I think it always is a, a, a sort of marvellous thing to support your children because there is something about that quiet space between um, an adult and a child where they have a, a, a picture book or they're reading you know, a sort of chapter book together and they're sharing a story. And it is, first of all, it's pure pleasure because there's there's this sort of closeness of the physical contact with your child as you sort of snuggle in together to read the story. But also if the, if the adult really throws themselves into the whole sort of thing and puts on silly voices and does daft actions and, you know, really... <laughs> pays attention to the pages on a picture book, they start to enjoy it. And it's really good fun for them. And the child picks up on that. The child knows when the adult's faking it till they make it. And if, if the adult is actually genuinely really sort of getting into the whole thing, the child realises that books are a good thing. And that in itself is a very good thing. But it's also just really good fun because... Reading through a book with a child, the child interrupts and they interrupt with such wonderfully surreal things <laughs> and they will be very unguarded and very open with you because, you know, if, if you're their main adult, they're hopefully going to trust you. And some of the stuff that comes out in response to the text and the pictures in a picture book is very, very revealing. So right now, while we're 
stuck indoors and children very young children are really not going to understand what on earth is going on why can't they go to nursery why Mm. can't they see their friends why can't they go to the park why you know why is there this atmosphere of tension and fear so they will be picking up on the sort of um you know signals that the, the adults are desperately trying not to give out but can't help but do so so sitting and reading a picture book is a way through that I totally get what you mean. It, ma- it makes so much sense that by explaining things through stories, it, it, it sounds a bit gentler, I suppose, and it's easier for them to take in. You've done loads of books about this, haven't you? You've done a lot of work on how uh, reading and stuff can help with children's mental health. What do you think is the most important thing that you've learned from all your research? I, I wouldn't call it research. Um, it's really just a living <laughs> Living, yeah. Well, that's well, that's what research is, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's it's sort of sticking yourself in the test tube and stirring it all about. But yeah, um, uh, what's the most important thing I've learned uh, to talk about it, to not bottle stuff up, yeah. to al- allow you know a, a sort of safe space to talk about you know things that are concerning you, and having having raised five children I did notice that at bedtime um, when you know the sort of baths and toothbrushing and you know bedtime story had been read that was the point at which the big worries came out just before I was about to turn out the light and sort of tiptoe off down the corridor um, you know a little voice would sort of tell me all of the things that had, had been bothering him or her during the day and you know, I, maybe it was a ploy to keep the light on. I don't know. It possibly <laughs> keep was. you chatting. <laughs> you know, it. Yeah, it is that time of night where you think, "Oh my goodness, the lights are going to go out, and I'm going to be left to my own with whatever has been going." You know, mm-hmm. whatever they've been sort of pushing away all day. So sometimes a picture book can actually raise that in a really, really safe fashion. And, you know, you, you can find yourself discussing the big themes with a very, very small person, not in a condescending way, in an absolutely straight, you know, um, sort of not quite like you'd be talking to an adult, but in a very honest way with small children. And I suppose the other thing I've learned is that children are way tougher than we give them credit for. Yeah. They, I think what frightens them more than anything is the unknown books you've got the Mr Bear series the Tobermory Cat the Trouble with Dragons so many familiar titles there are you enjoying seeing how families are using books at the moment because I don't know about you but I've seen loads of videos of grannies and grandpas and uncles and aunties that are reading their grandchildren or their nieces um, stories over like Zoom and FaceTime and Skype but do you think it's lovely that even though there's all this technology we still at the end of the day just like to tell a nice wee story well, I mean, the, the technology is helping us, isn't it? You know, mm. I mean, all, all, all of these amazing grandparents re- reading stories to their grandchildren, you know, at, at night. I think that's just so delightful. Were they doing it before this virus hit? I don't know that they were. I mean, maybe Probably they were. not. No, I would, I'd be very, very surprised if they were. I know. It's. I mean, it, I've, I do find that absolutely delightful, and I, I, I love the fact that these sort of um, platforms like Zoom and Skype, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, are enabling people not to do business but to connect, to really connect in a meaningful fashion, especially with small people who they can't actually hug 
in person. At least not yet. Not yet, no, but it's a lovely way of staying connected, absolutely. Debbie, enjoy your book bug birthday because it's this week and I know you've got a Facebook party on Friday. Will there be cake involved? Oh, I sincerely hope so. (laughs) (laughs) There's no party without a cake. (laughs) No, indeed, make mine coffee walnut. Thank you very much. That will do nicely. (laughs) Lovely. Listen, thank you so much for joining us and thanks for telling us all about the Scottish Book Trust's um, activities hub and book bug and all the things that we should be doing to keeping our children entertained through reading. You've been an absolute star. Thank you for joining me for a catch-up. Catch-up with Cat. We're in this together. If you're looking for any advice on coping at the moment, check out the brilliant website clearyourhead.scot. It's full of helpful suggestions. Catch-up with Cat. Hello and welcome to Catch Up With Cats with me, Cat Harvey, the little show brought to you from my bedroom cupboard with the big ambition to hopefully help. Joining me for a wee catch up this evening is Alan from Leeds, Scotland, Fife Befrienders. Hi Alan, thanks for joining me. How are you tonight? Yes, very well, thanks. Yes, Excellent. Thank now, first of all, Leeds, Scotland. Leeds stands for Linking Education and Disability and um, you're part of Fife Befrienders. Just tell us, what exactly is this project then? Well, what it is, people who are indoors uh, can't necessarily get get out. This is before the corona thing started, obviously, as well. It's people who perhaps don't meet with many people at all or they're just at home on their own. We go, we make contact with them, or they, they originally, of course, make contact with us. Um, and somebody is, I might be allocated to somebody um, to contact them. Um, and we go and have a coffee and a chat about um, all sorts of things which um, tends to interest us politics, football, etc. A bit of um, everything. <laughs> yes, whatever comes up, really. Yes, whatever. How has that changed, Alan, with. Um obviously the current situation are you having to do a lot of that over the telephone or or like a, a video screen yes it, it is it is a uh, more difficult well the the fella who's hard of hearing unfortunately um can't communicate mm. on the phone so we sort of email or send texts but the other chat he's um He's okay on the phone, so I speak to him a couple of times a week. Uh, yeah, so that's how it's working at the moment. It, it seems like such a lovely thing to do. What kind of difference can it make to somebody's life who is isolated and maybe lonely just to have that friendly chat a couple of times a week? Well, I, I think it makes makes a big difference. Um, I mean... The, uh, the two fellas who I'm sort of taking out at the moment, like, um, they, they sort of say they really look forward to it. So I think it is a big, a big thing. It, it, it makes that day, doesn't it, really? And also you're in communication. So, yes, it does make a difference. Absolutely. And what do you get out of it then, personally, helping in this way? I, it, it does help me because I'm at the moment I'm in this self-isolating position myself prior to that um, the fact that you you know you're sort of enhancing somebody else's life a little bit even 
bit for a shorter period of time. I think that gives you a, a sense of, of worth like. Absolutely, it's just such a wonderful thing to do. I'm guessing befriending associations like yourself and maybe other ones throughout Scotland are always on the lookout for volunteers. Would you encourage people to get in touch to do this as well? Oh yes, yes they are. They are looking for, for befrienders as they call them. And, um, and yes, I certainly would because I, I, uh, I think you get a great deal out of it. You help you're helping somebody else, enhancing somebody else's life, really. Um, and and it is, um, it's very worthwhile, I feel. Thank you so much for joining me for a wee catch-up tonight and good luck with everybody associated with Fife Befrienders. You're doing an absolutely magic job. I love hearing stories of amazing people and companies really going above and beyond to help. This next tale is a proper heart warmer. Joining me for a wee catch-up is David Maguire from 1051 GWR, a restaurant in Glasgow. Hi, David. Thanks for joining me. You need to talk me through the name, 1051 GWR. I'm guessing it's Great Western Road and that's the number? You've absolutely nailed it. We are at 1051 Great Western Road. We sit absolutely at the entrance to Gart Naval Hospital, which is a pretty well-known landmark for anyone on Great Western Road. Absolutely. Now, tell me what you've been up to at your restaurant because I know you have been exceptionally busy. What have you been up to? Well, we, we have been exceptionally busy and we've been glad to be busy. Since the lockdown, we were obviously instructed that we could no longer trade as a restaurant, but the instructions at the time were that if people sh- could trade as a takeaway, then they should and they should offer the opportunity to people to come in and take away a meal. So we thought we would try that. And we closed on the 22nd of March and we reopened as a takeaway on the 23rd of March. Our very first clients were a group of very nice ladies from Dark Naval uh, who told us that their canteen was closed because of the lockdown. And could they get some pizza and pasta and some soups from us? And at the time, it just seemed to us, given the nature of what they were doing and mm-hmm. the relative importance of what they were doing and how, 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 how necessary it was and indeed how dangerous, we kind of just couldn't bring ourselves to think of any way of appropriately charging them for their takeaway. So we decided that we just wouldn't. And that's kind of been the ethos of it ever since. So since that time, we've now been just giving away hot meals to anyone from the NHS. We took the same view, of course, with the ambulance drivers, of whom we see a lot. We took the same view with the police, and I guess we took that view pretty much straight away with all of those rather obvious frontline services. But it struck me one day, I was up in the cash and carry buying stuff, that the people working in the cash and carry, if they weren't working, then none of this would be happening. And then it it kind of obviously became obvious that same with shop workers and really anybody currently doing their job at the moment is probably only doing so because they are, are obliged to do so. And I don't mean obliged to do so by their employers, but you know, it's necessary work. So they've now said, look, it doesn't matter if you work in the garage, if you work in Marks and Spencer's, as the Morrison's Aldi Little or any of those ones or any shop at all you're doing yeah. a necessary job supplying the public so just come in and we will be very happy to give you soup and pasta soup and pizza and whatever we've got if somebody's given us some chocolate biscuits or something you can have all of that so 
We give away now on a daily basis about a thousand meals and about 500 of those are given away to what we would call key workers, if you like. And that's a joy to be able to do that. David, it's an incredible number. You know, a thousand meals a day you're giving out there. Um, yep. And I know that you've been involved with some homeless charities as well and housing associations and food banks. The general public have been getting involved as well because obviously it would be just uh, unfeasible for you to have to fork out for a thousand meals a day. So have you been blown away by the amount of people that have wanted to help out and get in touch? Have you got a GoFundMe page, is that correct? We've got a GoFundMe page, Kat, and Mm -hmm. you know, and we do well, we, we have done well with that. It's kind of slowing down a bit now, but in terms of the, 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 the explosion of goodwill from people around us um, in this community, but not it's not just you know restricted to local area, but all over people are phoning up, wanting to volunteer in any way that they possibly can. We have no shortage of volunteers willing to help us with driving, folding pizza boxes, additional cleaning. I mean, it's just endless. So voluntary staff, my goodness, yeah, it's just lovely what what, what the public are ready to do. Well, do you know what? I think it's an absolutely inspirational story and I know so many people will be grateful for your efforts and your team and all your volunteers, of course, um, and restaurants all over Scotland, a few of them doing similar things as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That is David McGuire from... 1051 GWR in Glasgow. Thank you so much for joining me for a catch up and keep going. Um, you're doing a fantastic job, David. Catch up with Cat. We're in this together. Don't forget, if you're struggling in any way, check out the website clearyourhead.scot. It's packed full of great advice that might just make the difference you need. I am back at 9.40 tomorrow morning with a fun packed sing along for the kids from Funbox. Now, you don't want to miss this classic. They have a song called I'm a Fan of Banana for banana lovers everywhere. Don't miss it. Catch up with Cat in association with the Scottish Government.